your announcer voice on. I don't. <laughs> yes, you do, Douglas. <laughs> <clears throat> that's just, that's the dynamic profile on the soundboard. Oh. That's it's why. It's like you, I don't know. Anyways. This is, this is my normal voice. Okay. Welcome to Marriage Cool Parents. <laughs> yeah, sorry for making it weird. I'm Doug. It's not weird. No. I'm Jamie. <laughs> yes, and we are back with a very special episode. <laughs> yeah, it's very special. Um, I feel like this has weird energy. Yeah, this has weird. Can we just start fresh? No. <laughs> I think people enjoy the weird energy. I don't know if they do. I just feel like... It <laughs> oh, man. I just got back from the gym, and um, so I am i haven't even showered. So if you're watching on YouTube, sorry, I'm a sweaty mess. Sorry, not sorry. I'm proud of myself for going to the gym. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> yeah, but next week, I'm so pumped because we're going to have Alan Jackson's daughter on. Maddie Jackson, a family-made uh, podcaster, Maddie Jackson, mm-hmm. um, uh, who's going to be, I mean... She's uh, the sun, uh, the sun. Um, so Maddie <laughs> She's Jackson, the sun, the moon, yeah. and the stars. Maddie Jackson, who is part of the Family Made family, uh, has a podcast called Enjoy Living with Maddie Jackson. She is also the daughter of country music singer songwriter all star Alan Jackson. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's his daughter. I met Alan Jackson once. You did? Yes. Oh. Geez. It was it wasn't like I met him and we hung out or anything, but I say it like I Yeah. Did you hook up with him? <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. I mean, he's been married for years and years and years. Uh, but no, I met him. So Chris Myers, who you I know. I am very familiar with some of your meeting celebrities. <laughs> I'm not the I'm um, not always I'm the most socially awkward person you'll Oh, it's fantastic. Meet. It is fantastic. And luckily, Doug thinks it's funny. Oh, uh, Maria Menounos' mom was the absolute best. Uh, can we not? Yeah, we don't have to go yeah, into Yeah, well, let's just knock. I mean, I feel like just, now we have to because, of course, you're probably oh, dying to oh, know. It's, but it, it's amazing. It's like cringeworthy. No. I mean, if you saw me on The Bachelor, you can only imagine how cringeworthy I could be. I mean, I'm <laughs> You were like, nervous. It's fine. Every time I'm nervous, I am a little cringy. Well, and you were nervous and tipsy. Two bad combinations yes. for me, anyways. So um, I don't even know how we got there, but uh, I was oh, telling tell you how I, I was going to skip over it. We oh. have to tell the story now that we mentioned it. That's not fair. That's like if you know, like you're talking, and then someone comes into the room, and then you're just like kind of quiet, yeah. and the person's like, "Uh, what is this about?" <laughs> I feel like you have you like it's rude. Like at that point, you have to tell the whole story again yeah. to whoever just came into the room. Otorwise, they right. think it's about them. So Maria Menounos's <laughs> uh, husband, who is. One of the Kevin. coolest, Kevin, one yeah, of the he's coolest cool. guys ever. Uh, it's a very, very nice family. Yeah, they are. Personable. And Jamie was on their podcast. Um, and I guess we were out in LA and they had a event that was happening. Well, the event was the mom's birthday. And right. so that's a, it was kind of a personal event. And they we just happened to be in LA and we really kind of connected over the podcast. Right. Yes. And he was like, oh, hey, I think we had actually just lost Jonathan and, um, and they, I think also struggled a little bit with trying to conceive. Don't like, forgive me if I, this was yeah. a long, long time ago. Well, I think that the mom just got brain cancer. Well, the, yeah, the, the mom had brain cancer for sure. Yeah. And they, I think they were trying to conceive. And so I feel like we kind of like connected, I guess, over yeah. just our stories of struggling and whatever. Yeah. So but we're also at Maria Menounos' house uh, and we don't really know anybody. We're kind of just like off on our own. And um, I'm inside eating and Jamie comes in eating and I'm, I'm talking to Maria Menounos' mom. Uh, 
This Jamie, is very embarrassing. Jamie comes over and she goes, oh, it's your birthday. I mean, when how it, old are you? Oh my gosh. I talked to her like she was a kid. <laughs> yes. Because I felt, and the only reason why was because I just felt so bad for her because I knew she had just been diagnosed with cancer and she had like a tumor in her brain. And I don't know, my heart just like really broke for her. And that's, and so I, that did not come off well yeah. though. She, Doug literally... She looked at me amazing. like I had 10 heads and I was like, okay. And I did that one other time too when I was nervous and it was your grandma and she was coming up the stairs for My Thanksgiving. Grandma? Yes. Grandma dot. Okay. This is way back when we lived in Parlin. We had been married maybe, I mean, not even a year. It couldn't have been a year because it yeah. was Thanksgiving and it was our first Thanksgiving together and grandma dot was coming up the stairs. And so for me, I'm really nervous. I'm still trying to get to know your family. I want them to like me. I want them, we're making them Thanksgiving. I'm like, geez, this is a little like intense. Yeah, you know, right in. yeah that was a lot. And so your grandma come, was coming up our stairs because we had a three, we lived in a townhouse that had three floors. So in order to even get to like the living room and the kitchen, you had to climb a flight of stairs. And your grandma's like, what, 80 something years old, climbing yep. a flight of stairs. She was, is, healthy as a whistle at that moment. Um, yeah. she's climbing the stairs and as she's coming up, I looked down and I was just trying to be welcoming and kind. And I was like, hi, I'm so glad you're here. And it was like, you know, like to a kid. And she also looked at me and I was like, and at that time, at least I caught myself and I was like, oh gosh, Jamie, like don't talk to her like she's a kid. You know, I don't know why I treat older people like older people. Yeah. Like, why do I do that to kids and older people like that? The older people don't want that. Like that's not that's not cute no. to them. But I didn't mean it, of course. Like I wasn't trying to be like condescending or anything. But no, I don't yeah, know. I mean, you had good intentions. It's just so it's awkward. Just, it was amazingly awkward. It's just so awkward. And so then, I mean, thank goodness, Grandma Dot. She liked me, so that's okay. Like she yeah. let me. She let it slide. But I don't know about Maria Maria Menounos's mom. She was just like, "What the heck?" Yeah. And Doug, <clears throat> as I'm like talking to her like this, Doug. Um, Doug literally walks in from outside, hears us talking, turns around well, I was and already, walks back out. I was already there. I was talking to her mom and then you came in. Oh, I thought you yeah, turned no. around. I feel like I remember you like starting I, to come over. Yeah. yeah, you went to go get something to eat or something. You came back over, but no, you turned around was, and went outside. No, she was next to where all the food was and I, I started talking to her. And then you came in from outside and that's what happened. Because I was talking to her already, and then you started in. I just remember. And I slowly faded away into the coat closet <laughs> and hid. Why do I feel like I remember I was talking to her? No. no and you, you, you came in. left a little bit, and then mm. you came back and then walked away. No, no, no. I was I was initially talking to her. We were I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about the food, and well, um, she was anyways. talking to me about some of her... Uh, um, some of her recipes, uh, which I think she, Maria Menounos oh. had like a show uh, about recipes and stuff like that. And a lot of it came from her. So I was talking to her about that. <laughs> and which, then, needless, and then you came in. And, yeah. Uh, well, needless to say, Maria mm, Menounos, mm, if you mm. don't know who that is, she was like an e-news co correspondent and she's very popular television host and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and Really nice couple. Yeah. And also she had her own battle with cancer mm -hmm. after that. And yep. um, yeah, just they're just very inspiring and sweet and I'm incredibly awkward. And I'll, yeah, I'll just If you know Maria Menounos' mom, tell her that uh, we love her. Tell her that we're sorry that I'm so awkward. <laughs> I haven't seen her since then. So yeah. I'm not so, sure why we didn't get an invite back. Just... Yeah unsure <laughs> uh, but but anyway we uh well, no so, i wanted to finish telling okay. the story about alan jackson oh, that's right. yep. because um 
because Chris Myers, who you know, so Chris Myers was one of my really good friends and he also, he helped me write a song for our wedding day. So he Beautiful is, experience. Yes. Beautiful experience. It was either going to be beautiful experience or beautiful experiment. And I was like, well, I don't know if I like experiment. That sounds too scientific, but that's what our, that's what I thought our show was. And so if you're coming, listening now from last week, when we were talking about just married at first sight and we're talking about, you know, when we found out we were getting married and whatnot, well, Chris was one of the people, of course, he was like one of my best buddies. I love him. I I say this because unfortunately he has since passed and he was far too young. Wasn't even 40. Um, I think we saw him, uh, I think we saw him most out of all your friends. Oh, for sure. He was my gay friend. And yeah. I, I'm i like, I hope I have, you know, Chris send me another one uh, because <laughs> he was the best. He was the absolute best. Fantastic so, voice. Oh, so outgoing. So talented, so outgoing, so loving and warm, so mm-hmm. kind, would give the shirt off his back, but yeah. also so fun to be around and entertaining. <laughs> and just, he was the absolute best. Like anybody, you could tell him anything and everything and he wouldn't judge. Yeah. But, so flamboyant too. Oh, I love which him. Is the, well, which is the best, the best kind of uh, gay person, well, in my opinion. And he, you know, honestly, just his personality was just yeah, so he great. Was, he was awesome. So rest in peace, Chris. We love you. I still think about. I still have the mug that you gave us for our little housewarming gift at that Parlin, New Jersey apartment, <laughs> and it says. Um, be who you are, I think. And I don't even use it because I'm so ter- He gave me two mugs and uh, soon after that he passed, unfortunately. And so I had not seen him since then. And that was the last thing I ever got from him. So the other mug, even when we were moving, I was like, Hey, that mug, no, like we got to wrap yeah. that like double. Like I just, I don't want anything to happen to it because I just don't ever want to forget him. Something about death and we don't have to go there or anything, but just with Sarah passing my other friend who I actually met through Instagram, um, just with her passing and then my grandma passed and how it's just so final. And it's- Which is why also uh, it's fitting to have Maddie Jackson on because it, shortly after she got married at 28, three weeks before her first year wedding anniversary, her husband had a traumatic brain and severe brain uh, injury and died. What? Yes, all of a sudden. Oh, which, wow. If you think about that, like that, can that would rock your world yeah like, turn your life upside down and oh my gosh yes out of that birthed a uh, a book uh lemons on fridays uh where she shares her uh you know couple year journey through grief and despair and um coming out she's it's a truly inspiring story um so i'm Aww. excited to have her on and yeah uh, can't wait to tell her about the Alan Jackson yeah. story that you haven't told. That yet. I haven't said yet. Okay, so Doug, stop picking on me. I feel like you just pick on me and pick on no, me. No, I like it. But it's true. I mean, I can't tell a story to save my life. But what I was trying to say is Let's that- Let's get to the five-star review. No, Douglas, jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so um, Alan Jackson. So I was with Chris Myers, my dear friend, who, rest in peace, who's in heaven. And he- he was the kind of guy, you know, do you have a friend, if you're listening, like, do you know someone or have a friend who just always happens to like get the best things? I feel like, I mean, like he just landed in luck, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, he 
won these tickets to Alan Jackson for free and they were meet and greet. And Alan Jackson, I'm a huge country fan. Like I grew up listening to Alan Jackson. Like he is like so cool to me and all his music. And I was like, wow, you're going to give me a VIP meet and greet to Alan Jackson. Like no wonder why he was my best friend. I loved him. (laughs) So him and his, well, like, so Chris and his, one of his other friends and myself, we all go down to, I can't recall where that was, like what state it was that we ended up going to listen to him but we all go together and we got to do I have pictures we should include them are we able to include pictures in the show notes or no yeah oh my gosh we should include the pictures in the show notes just for the fun of it and as a matter of fact maybe I'll post one on Instagram for those of you who follow us on hot marriage cool parents because I have pictures of me and probably with Chris even uh at this Alan Jackson concert yeah and um I wonder if Maddie was there oh i well, at that point, I mean, she's a lot younger than us, I would I would imagine. Yeah. I actually don't know that. I think she's in her 30s. I think she might be oh. the same age as you. Actually. Oh, I just think in 28, and I'm like, well, that's a lot younger than me now. But then again, I'm like, well, she could have, that could have been, yeah. you know, 10 years ago. Um, but needless to say, uh, we had a great time at Alan Jackson. He's, I mean, he needs no introduction. I feel like everybody in America, if you don't know who Alan Jackson is, I'd be quite shocked, really. I, d- I genuinely didn't. What? Yeah, I I mean I saw uh, when I was <clears throat> when I was going over uh, and looking up uh, Maddie Jackson when I saw she became part of Family Made, um, I saw that she was the daughter of Alan Jackson and I was like, oh okay, he's a country guy. <laughs> I didn't know that it was like, like the king of country. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Well, geez. Well, I was just about to say, anybody who doesn't know who Alan Jackson is, is living under a rock. My husband has been living under a rock. (laughs) Explains an awful lot. (laughs) I wanted to make sure that we give you a five-star, the five-star review shout out. Thank you so much, genuinely, for the five-star reviews that are coming in. It's amazing. It makes us feel like what we're like sharing. I mean, it's not always easy to be super raw and vulnerable and real. And yeah. especially taking a hiatus uh, for as long as we did when we yeah. put the podcast on hold. But it feels really great. And we feel like, I feel like we're back in our swing of things. Like we don't even have a list of what we talk about. We just kind of, we just wing it and talk to each other and to you. And it's just, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. But after the five-star re- review, we are going to give you, we have had some questions, people reaching out mm-hmm. for an update on Doug's uh, journey with the opioid yes. addiction and whatnot. And, and we also, mentioned it last week. Yeah. And also uh, my fertility journey. I've had two doctor's appointments that I haven't really had a chance to talk to you about so we're gonna swing into that but first we definitely want to give this um it's a massachusetts mom who left a review yes relatable and raw driving home from work yesterday i saw there was a new episode out i decided to give it a listen even if you have no idea who jamie and doug are even if you don't follow along with the bachelor or married at first sight or follow them on instagram you should really listen to their podcast especially this episode Uh, But I know once you listen to this one, you'll be hooked. I laughed, I cried, I smiled, I felt every emotion. As a new mom dealing with postpartum anxiety, I felt connected to Jamie. And listening to Doug's story about addiction was so incredible. This episode was everything I needed yesterday, and I'm so glad you guys are back. Thank you for being relatable and raw. You said things that I have been feeling for the last year, and it made things... uh, You have been... You said things that I have been feeling for the last year and it made things make sense for me. Thank you. 
Oh, Massachusetts mom. Uh, my heart goes out to you. Cause yeah, congrats on the uh, becoming a mama. Yeah, congrats on that for a year ago. And honestly, you're in the thick of it. I feel like... Yeah, postpartum is a thing. No one really tells you this. Um, and that's probably because they're all like, you know, all we share is like the highlight reel of how adorable and gooey and like edible our babies are because they are. But Not then, when they first come out. Oh, they're so... Hendrix was edible and gooey. Well, actually, no, he was covered in all different <laughs> fluids. That's and actually things. very true. Yeah. I was like, this is our son. <laughs> that is that red hair, Doug? I yeah. think he might have red hair. He was born in a, a pool of blood. I mean, it I, just I bled like a lot. Dyed his I, hair. I ripped a lot. Yeah. It was that was a rough delivery. I feel and people, like that's why he's got red hair. <laughs> that's don't please don't ever tell him that that would be so disgusting for him <laughs> don't tell anybody can we erase that no <laughs> like i don't want him to ever be <laughs> picked on about that but anyways um we're all born in a pool of blood let's be honest mm-hmm. we're all born with blood on us in some way just just, just what happens so my yep. son is not alone but um speaking of that it was obviously really difficult for us to get Hendrix. We had two losses and tried real hard to, to get him. And then this time around, we've been trying for about three years and it's been, you know, honestly, I feel like the trying of the trying is, has become increasingly difficult. Like to try, like, you know, like to schedule the sex and to have the sex and to feel sexy during the sex and to actually connect during the sex yeah. and not just like, okay, we got to do it. We got to do it. And I, I wonder if that also plays a role in it. Like, you know, like, does God say no? Or putting you don't. pressure on you, I think. Yeah. Is, I mean, is there's also. so much pressure to do it and do it all the time or do it in the right time. And like, are you like doing the ovulation sticks and all the things? And so it's was like, we always had something going on though. Like something stressful was always going on. Yeah, I feel like I genuinely believe, and I'm putting it out in the universe, but I genuinely believe after talking to, you know, our doctor, so our fertility doctor, of course, found that I have a blocked fallopian tube, that I have MTF, no, MTHFR, I always mix those two letters. Um, I found out that my thyroid is out of whack, and, but only slightly, um, I, well, I didn't find that out through the fertility doctor. That was the next doctor that I saw. And so when I went to the t- fertility doctor, oh, I found, I found out for the fertility doctor that I have a low to normal AMH. And of course I'm 37, which is considered geriatric pregnancy or advanced maternal age. And because of these strikes, he was like, you know, IVF also, there's so much to update there's you a on. suggested IVF. Yeah. He, you know, and, and, and like, of course that I could see why, I mean, I, I could see why that would be recommended and, um, you know, but I don't know why, but in my heart, I was like, geez, you know, I got pregnant with Henley and I've had her, I've gotten pregnant with Rexy and I've had him. And I'm like, I just do believe that I can. And, um, and I do also believe that my, and I know (laughs) that like I have been, unwell, you know, like I could, you know, uh, they say that if you have a vitamin D deficiency, which I do, I did have, I've been really working hard to like heal myself from within, but I, they say that if you have a vitamin D deficiency, you should be out in the sun more. I live in Florida and I had a vitamin D deficiency. And what I found out is that sometimes a vitamin D deficiency isn't because you're not getting enough vitamin D. It's really your body telling you that you have hyperinflammation within your body. And you know what's really interesting? Oh, so it's not a lack of vitamin D. It's and other things suppressing. I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't even want to like try to explain essentially what I've learned. But um, 
our, our minerals work together. And so if you have a lack of a certain mineral, well, we're just so used to just go to the, go to the, you know, over the counter and grab that, that mineral. But what, what you're doing is you could be then masking what's really going on in your body because I don't remember which, I think it's iron. I'm not positive though. So don't quote me on this. If you're curious, of course, you know, like look into it because it's interesting. It's all very, very interesting because it's always taken me to eat a certain diet and you would think maybe I would just make that my lifestyle because <laughs> obviously my body needs that. But I just love me a good donut and some cheesecake. Yeah, but then what would you do at 1145? I know. And like McDonald's cheeseburgers and French fries with a Coke. You can't we tell me. We haven't had that in a long time. No, we have not. But I'll tell you what, that is a great meal. I <laughs> mean, that's oh, even a Big Mac. Like, but let me just, let me just stop salivating over that because it's, it's genuinely not good for your body, unfortunately. And I think occasionally, I believe everything in moderation is fine, but essentially what I found out from all these doctors is that also, um, you know, so my thyroid from the most recent maternal fetal medicine doctor, he was like, that could be the answer to everything though. And when you have inflammation and you have, um, of course, like the blocked fallopian tube, isn't helping us, but he was like, if you have inflammation in your body, these are, I have a lot of signs showing that I have a lot of inflammation in my body is essentially what he's saying. And that if I'm able to incre- like get my thyroid under wraps. Well, does that help with the production of eggs or does it help or hinder, um, how many eggs are produced? Uh, yeah, honestly, he didn't really specify, but what he did say was that if you have an optimal thyroid level and not just your thyroid, but your thyroid stimulating hormone, this is like deep yeah. uh, and it's a lot. I don't even know if anyone really even cares, but essentially I'm interested because I'm like, yeah. wow, this could be the answer. And I, and what I think though, if I like what you can take away from this, those of you listening is that if you're struggling with something and you're, you know, you're, you're not sure how to fix it. There's a, probably a food. I really believe in like functional medicine, like food is healing. It genuinely is. And I know it sucks to give up McDonald's cause I freaking love it too. But <laughs> if you're able to give that up and follow and like find a registered dietitian or a functional medicine doctor, or, you know, even do your own research. I mean, you can find out a plethora of information, just a yeah. wealth of knowledge on the internet and just try to tweak your diet a little bit to things that don't cause inflammation and just test things out. I mean, my right now, if you're watching on YouTube, I did work out. So my face is a little red, but my rosacea, which is also a huge sign of inflammation. And, and I knew I was like, I, there must be something else going on in my body because if my face is like constantly inflamed and filled with pustules and just yeah, irritated like red, and dry and red marks and blotches and stuff. I mean, don't you think my rosacea is yeah. significantly better? hundred percent. And I got to tell you, I did go to a dermatologist and they did prescribe me medication and it really didn't even work. Like I was sh- the diet that I mean, once you started to really stick to gluten-free and dairy. Yeah. And so all I'm doing now is I am genuinely working out. I'm trying to do at least three days a week. And if it, and that doesn't mean I'm like hardcore, like, you know, bro, Hey bro, like at the gym or something, but I'm, even if it's just a walk, like I'm just trying to make sure I move my body at least three times a week. And that's really quite minimal to be honest. Like, I think you should probably do. Like I would like to as much as you can. Yeah, you should probably do it like move your body every single day because it's very, very important. Um, but so I'm doing that, and then I've also like been really serious about no gluten, like absolutely no gluten, because this doctor also told me the high risk, the the advanced maternal medicine doctor told me if you have gluten, 
I don't know what exactly, he didn't explain thoroughly. I mean, we're, this is over telemedicine as well, but he said, essentially, if you have gluten, that definitely impacts your thyroid and your thyroid and all of these issues absolutely impact your fertility. And then wow, y- the, your ability to be able to carry that pregnancy so that you don't have that loss. Okay. Which all makes perfect sense. And so I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling genuinely a little proud of myself. Because leave it till your mid thirties for someone to tell you that. I know. Well, leave it to like all these issues to like have tested. And speaking of that and testing, I met with a geneticist, I believe it is. And did they recommend that I need to get yes. tested? And so as a matter of fact, you have to go to a quest diagnostics and go get your labs drawn. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, so I met with a geneticist literally yesterday and, um, the advanced maternal or the maternal fetal medicine doctor was, you know, highly recommended that we meet with this geneticist. And I believe I'm saying it's basically someone who studies genetics and can tell like kind of advise you. And I had it done before. Yeah. I don't, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this after because we had Henley swim and then like homework and Hendrix and whatnot. But, um, so the genetic doctor said that if she hadn't had a chance to review anything because she doesn't have your results, right. which is why you're going to get them done again. But um, she said that if we both have biotinidase deficiency, which we do, we found out after we lost Jonathan that we have biotinidase deficiency. That has nothing to do with fertility though. Like that literally has nothing to do with trying to conceive. It just means that we both carry a gene that. There's we a could tw- pass to the baby, a it's, 25% chance to yeah. pass to the baby. And I always thought that was really like not a big deal, but she kind of said, like, she kind of made it seem like, hmm, you know, like, you know, just, I mean, 20, she was like, well, you know, she didn't, she didn't downplay If we have four it. kids, one of them's going to have it. Well, maybe, maybe not. Cause there's a 75. I'm like, can we just think about the 75% that they oh, won't yeah. have it? I don't know. Like, I'd like to think about that. And, um, but anyway, she was saying that because we both have biotinidase deficiency, that would encourage a lot of people to potentially do IVF because then you can test the embryo prior to pregnancy. And I was like, so I was like, well, geez, no one ever told us that. Like that, like that they kind of encourage IVF. They don't necessarily encourage it per se, but they say, well, but they could check for it. But that would be, I mean, normal people, they would never say, yeah, go for IVF. But you know, this is a, a pusher for us to do IVF because this baby, well, it's fatal if it's not caught, but luckily she said in Florida, and I think maybe throughout the nation, but I'm not sure. But in any case, um, for sure in Florida, they, when the newborn is born, it's one of the, the, the blood draws that they test to make sure, because of course we made sure Henley and Hendricks, they do not have biotinidase deficiency. Um, but is that when they, uh, cut the bottom of the foot? Not cut, cheese oh, Louise. You make that sound well, vicious. They? they just prick it, like just prick it a little, and we yeah, just cutting squeeze it. out a lot of blood. It's actually, it's like the worst part of being a labor and delivery nurse because, yeah. well, actually, it really happens on the postpartum <laughs> or the maternity unit. But when I worked at a small hospital, I worked in labor and delivery, and you also worked like you would usually carry your patient over, so they wouldn't have a change of of nurses. That's the nicest thing about small hospitals. Yeah. So then I would have to do it was called a PKU, and you have to like 
prick their little feet and then you have to try to squeeze out so much blood onto these little cards and yep. we never do it in front of the parents because the poor babies of course <laughs> screaming yeah but it's absolutely necessary to do because yep. this biotinidase deficiency would be fatal if it's not caught so this i mean first you'll find symptoms of like hearing loss i mean like all sorts of different problems it's an enzyme in your body that you absolutely need to have and so interesting yeah and so so I said, okay, well, since she kind of, I guess I was like, oh, I didn't think it was a big deal. And she was like, well, it's a 25% chance. And yeah. it's a huge change of life because this child, I mean, you have to make sure that your pediatrician is on top of it because if mm. it's not caught, it can be fatal. But if it is caught, they're going to need supplements. And it's not as easy as just giving them a pill. It's an infant. And yeah. then they have to have their labs drawn their whole entire life. They have to have this managed and monitored, which is why. Really? Yes. Huh. Yes. And we never. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. We did not know about all of this. But of course, that only makes sense. I don't think we even thought about it or considered it. Wait, so. That deficiency, we'd pass the deficiency gene over. together. So why don't we have that? Like if because I'm, we're just a carrier, you need two carriers to get the full def, the the full genetic abnormalcy. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we're carriers and not. Uh, and that's why people. we don't show signs gotcha. of it. But I was instantly like, wait a second, Doug's balding a little bit, and I have like really, I'm, I feel like I'm balding. That's a little what bit. I thought. I was, and I was like, like well, wait a minute, Doug. like I'm like, I literally said to her, I'm like, oh, should we be taking more biotin? Like I think because they sell biotin. Are balding? <laughs> Is that why we're balding? Because yeah. that's also like there's alopecia. Why do you lose hair on your head? But my my back and the back of my neck grows constantly. Like, I know it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's like the top of your head. Like, is why would my shiny? Yeah, I have two patches on my back, and, <laughs> and my neck hair just grows, and I'm losing it on my head. Makes it's, no sense. Yeah, it's very interesting. But um, anyway, so those are the <laughs> updates we had from the genetic counselor, doctor, and the maternal fetal fetal medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, I think so. I mean, so she said, oh, so you know, I would like to get Doug's screening and I would just like to double check that, you know, that there's nothing else like lingering out there that we don't know about. Did she pick up on the biotin? I told efficiency? her. Because she but didn't. But did she see it in the labs? No. And so that's why she hasn't even seen my results yet. She only heard from, um, what you told from her? Dr. Duffy oh, okay. and, and from what I said. And so she's going to get our labs, get your labs and compare them. And honestly, I was like, I've kind of up until now, I've been like, oh, we're not going to find out anything new. Because we've already done this before. Yeah. But then I go to the fertility doctor, which we had been to a fertility doctor before. However, it's not like we had to go through the... Ex- yeah, we know. didn't go through everything. But I genuinely did not know that I had MTHFR. I actually thought I was negative for that. I had no idea I had that. I mean, that would have explained an awful lot with the all the losses, you yeah. know? Um, and so I guess you do really... Do I mean, you never, I mean, things can be not picked up on, you know, you just never know. We need to talk about your recovery journey because we're at like the tail end of it. Do you consider it the tail end of it if you're no longer really taking medicine? Well, the, so the way that I have been looking at it was I went through four rounds of shots for four months. Yeah. And each month the dosage that they injected into my stomach went down. So yeah. went down. So meaning that there was just less in my system, which would dissipate over the course of a month or so. And real fast, for those of you who are just catching up to the podcast now, uh, Doug, a lot of people did not know this. Um, and I didn't even really know this until recently, but uh, Doug struggled 
intensely with opioid addiction to yes. the point that it was near fatal. And I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, to be honest, that has happened. I mean, this is a crisis in America in all yeah, worldwide, terrible. really. I mean, it's even cr- scarier now with fentanyl. Oh yes. And so, um, so I'm really, really proud of my husband well, for, coming to the end of this addiction journey that, I mean, I don't think it's ever an end because, you know, once, I don't know, I'm sure that once an addict, always an addict. No, that's not at all what I was going to say. It's like, I mean, that's, that's part of it. I mean, if you, you know, there's a predisposition in people, uh, to get addicted. So, I mean, and that's That's why you have some friends that, you know, like when I used to like, even in college and after college, like, if someone had a prescription of, of painkillers or someone had a prescription of sleeping pills, like it was a foreign concept for me <laughs> to say like, how could you have that left over? You know, like oh. and that was part of the abuse. Like, you know, like how some people, they don't have that bug or that part of them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I do. Well, speaking of sleep, did you know that there is one phase of sleep that almost everyone fails to get enough of, and certainly I fail to get enough of. What's that? Deep sleep? Oh, Miss Smarty Pants. Look <laughs> I at mean, you. I did go to nursing school. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's true. A deep sleep is responsible for most of your body's daily rejuvenation, repair. It controls hunger and weight loss hormones, boosting energy, so much more. And it's it's crazy. Yeah, and a lack of deep sleep is linked to struggles with cravings, slow metabolism, premature aging. A big reason is magnesium deficiency, mm-hmm. which not a lot of people talk about. And it shockingly affects 80% of the population. If you're not sure if you are part of that 80%, magnesium deficiency is usually linked to higher anxiety and stress levels and difficulty relaxing before bed. Let me tell you. I'm seeing a lot of hands raised. I know, mine only my own included. (laughs) Well, not all magnesium products are the same. In fact, most that are on the market only have one or two forms of magnesium that get offered, but there's seven forms and your body needs all seven forms of magnesium and it's an essential sleep mineral. Which is why we are so happy to introduce you to our friends over at Bioptimizers and their product Magnesium Breakthrough. I really don't need much sleep, but on the other hand, I don't feel like I truly get a deep sleep each night. I mean, it's hard with kids, but yeah, I have such a hard time settling my braid and relaxing once it's bedtime. Like I'll literally just scroll Instagram and I know that that's not healthy either. <laughs> like Jane, go to bed. Yeah. But uh, so taking this magnesium before bed helps you relax. It helps you wake up refreshed and energized. And there's so many benefits to a deep sleep that are so noticeable. And not only do they offer a 365 day money back guarantee on all of their products, but they have a customer satisfaction rating of 99.3. I mean, I feel like they, that's like unheard of. That's huge. And yeah. you can get 10% off magnesium breakthrough. Uh, my new best friend for boosting my deep sleep uh, at Mag breakthrough.com backslash hmcp10 and be sure to use the code hmcp10 for 10 percent off that's m-a-g-b-r-e-a-k-t-h-r-o-u-g-h.com slash hmcp10 and use code hmcp10 for 10 percent off all right let's get some sleep and well but i guess before that we better get back to it <laughs> so um, that's so good though, that you can just admit that without guilt or shame or feeling less than because you're not less than we all have something. Yeah. Well, I mean, which wasn't always the case until, um, until, uh, recently. Even. Yeah. But, so I'm proud of you. What I'm trying to say is like, we should take a moment to pause. Like this is monumental. 
you have come stop you're being sarcastic but douglas stop you're being so sarcastic (laughs) but we should take a moment to pause for real because you know you could go through life and overcome obstacle after obstacle after obstacle but if you don't ever take a moment to stop and be like wow like i did that i'm proud of myself then you're never like how are you ever going to feel good about yourself you're just thinking about the obstacles and all the obstacles are going to do is you know not make you feel good, you know? And so if you're having to overcome obstacle after obstacle, of course that's rough. So, well, it's not, it, it's not about the obstacle. It's like when you, when you get to this point, um, you know, where it's the tail end of everything, um, you still don't see it as something to celebrate. I you hope know, like to help you all of the, change that. but like the, the act of overcoming it, um, and getting past it and, you know, that, that you can celebrate mentally. That's like a huge hurdle, um, for anybody that's, that's going through addiction, like getting that part of your everyday life and that habit out of your routine is so difficult. Um, yeah. And you know, what became my routine after painkillers was a drug called, uh, Suboxone, which is, it blocks the receptors, so you don't have that same euphoric feeling, but you also don't go through withdrawal. Um, so it kind of blocks that, and and so um, it just, yeah, really prevents you from going through withdrawal and prevents the urge or the need for for that. But that was always like a safety blanket and something that I had been on for over 10 years um, because I knew coming off of that, the doctor would always say, you're going to have to go through withdrawal. And it could be anywhere yeah. from a couple of days and then recur after a month. And, you know, you'll just have to push through it. And there's different programs, blah, blah, blah. Um, when I finally decided to uh, make the leap, I found a, a specialist down here that prescribed, um, it was called... Um, Sublocade? Yeah, Sublocade, which is an injection that they inject. It's a gel that injects into your stomach. and Basically the same medication. It just weans off uh, and tails off after, I think it was like 28 to 30 days. Um, and what they found is that even in like like heroin addicts and hardcore abuse, like drug abusers, after three, four, five months of this injection, when they come off of it, there's little to no side effects. There's little to no withdrawals. Which is really a miracle. Which is something I was very skeptical about in the beginning because, you know, they, you know this medication before was a film that I would take in the morning and uh, around five o'clock. And that was, you know, that, that was just my routine. Yeah. So, you know, breaking that habit and then, um, you know, the anxiety of what if it doesn't work or what if, you know, what, what if this happens yeah. or whatever. Well, drum roll, please. Don't you so. have one of those on your little keyboard <clears throat> over here? Nope, nope that's, that's, that's totally not it. Not it. <laughs> there nope. we go. Kind of. Nah. That's kind of it. Oh, you don't have it. Oh. No, we don't have it. Okay. Sorry but, to take you through. Doug has like all these buttons on So his. now it's been over a month since uh, I decided that four shots was going to be my, my uh, program. And so I had my fourth shot a little over a month ago now, which is normally when it would start which is to monumental. wean off and and sort of go. So, so that it's means basically it's weaning off and he is 
it's basically almost or is out of my system. So at that this point. means, and this is where I'm like, drum roll, please. Which is really encouraging and, and yeah, very, like very exciting. You are living right now at this very moment without any drug addiction medication in your body for the first time in in over, over a decade. Yeah. Can we in get a celebration a for that, Douglas Hainer? <laughs> I love you. I need to like take him on a vacation, make you dinner. <laughs> when you're the one that makes all the yummy dinners, you probably don't even want my dinner. <laughs> yeah, she was like, should we celebrate or have a party? And I'm like, we should have like a My initial reaction is like, why Why would we celebrate that? You know, that is like, a huge thing to celebrate. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, uh, I think mentally uh, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, realize what, what I overcame and it's something that not a lot of people overcome. Um, you know, they're still the part that just looks at, you know, all the time you wasted, um, all the people you hurt, all the money you spent, all the, you know, things that you ruined because of this addiction. Um, you know, but there's, you can turn your life around. You can, it's possible whether it's through medication or whether it's, you know, through your own personal will, you have to want, you have to be mentally over, over it you have to be mentally ready to just be done with and it. you have to also know that there is a way out and i feel like doug you sharing your story and i know you don't ever he's like he was always telling me i don't want to be and i don't want anyone to come to me for advice i don't have advice <laughs> to give and because yeah, i didn't do it a traditional way it was like the meetings yeah. never worked really for me they just they felt annoying to me uh having a sponsor felt really annoying to me um you know but you know i realized people don't People don't ha a lot of times have loved ones around them. They don't have family that are that's there to encourage, and um, you know. So I get it. It works for a lot of people, and yeah. that's why those meetings are there, and that's why those programs are there. Um, it just never worked for me, and I have no interest in becoming a sponsor uh, or helping out, which is terrible to say. But like, I, I just, I, I'm, I just want to be out of it, out of yeah. that scene. I don't, uh, it, you know, like it's. It's not something that I'm bothered by um, well, no. now or something, you know, because I like I haven't even drank in over 10 years. Um, yeah, but I mean, and he couldn't drink because of this medication that he was yeah. on. And so now if you wanted to have a drink, you could have a drink. Although I think that our therapist would probably say <laughs> maybe just well, don't because you're you not know, even craving it and... Right. It could become addicting, you know, like we have, we both have very yeah. I addictive was a very, personalities. I was a very light, very little drinker. Um, I don't, I, I never liked the feeling of being drunk. Like it always just was like, I, even through college, like there was very, very rarely I was like, like looked forward to being hammered. Yeah. Or looked forward to being, you know, to drinking, um, yeah. you know, for a little bit. It always just gave me a headache. But, but uh, yeah, but I mean, we'll, you know, we'll see. But it is, yeah. uh, it is something that uh, I'm very proud of. I am so incredibly proud of you. And thank you for being so encouraging and not pushy. You're very and, welcome. You know, letting, letting it be on my time and, and everything else. So you are, yeah, you are very much a part of this. I love you.
um, that is the most exciting news. I don't know what we're going to do to celebrate, but I, we have to do something, Doug. I mean, we genuinely have to, I mean, that is. Get hammered. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. We're going to avoid that, yeah. no, <laughs> but, uh, no, happen. we're going to celebrate in some way, like maybe a family vacation or something like that. That would be nice. Although a family doing vacation. Something, doing something nice. Never feels like a vacation if you're the parents. Nope. So maybe a family vacation and we have like. A daddy someone, mommy vacation. Sounds oh, yeah. great. But then I have like. We have Guilt. to. Be, we're going to St. Jude. So we'll be leaving them for a St. Jude. Which I'm. It's just very important to us. Like we mm-hmm. really support St. Jude and love St. Jude and all that right. it does. And we did it last year. Yeah. Uh, their Country Cares uh, Foundation. Yeah. So we're leaving them for that though. And that hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah. And then we have a family made event that we're very, very excited about. And oh, we'll yeah, be leaving them again in November. And I'm like, I don't want to leave them again. Even if it is to celebrate. I know. Like let's celebrate with them. Because... It's hard to leave your kids, even though they're so much work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could do something. We'll we think could about just it, maybe hire someone to come with us to help us with them so that we can yeah. have like a date night or something. That'd be fun. That'd or be awesome. Find an empty parking lot and, you know, put the seats back and <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> the other day we dropped <laughs> off the kids. What was it? We dropped off the kids or yeah, we had. You had time before you were going to start your uh, workout class. Oh yeah. We dropped we off the like, kids and I had 20 like minutes 20 early. minutes and I was like. Hmm, if we're 20 minutes early, I think, you think we have time for a quickie? <laughs> I mean, I, I only need 45 seconds, 46 seconds. <laughs> Douglas Hater. But I was like, I'm not doing that and then going to the gym. That's yeah. just disgusting. So uh, that didn't happen. But uh, sorry, Doug, because that yes. probably got, I mean, I haven't talked about doing a quickie in the back seat in a long time. That has so, been a long time, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I honestly feel like I'm in a healing era. And it's interesting that every time I've tried to make a baby, I've kind of become like in a healing era for myself first. And that just goes a lot to say, I think, for women and how, um, well, I mean, it's kind of complicated because I feel like some women, like my mom, for example, could be like high as a kite and get pregnant because she got pregnant with me high as a kite like literally passed out the, yeah, the night pop babies out. all Yeah. The time. But then there's women like me who literally have to heal their whole entire body before, you know, a baby grows within. So that's okay. <laughs> maybe that's why, maybe because my egg came from a woman that was high yeah. as a kite. I don't know who knows. It's no big deal. You know, like luckily like God has a purpose for all yes. of us. And so it doesn't matter. All exciting things. Though. Yeah. But next week I'm so pumped because we're going to have Alan Jackson's daughter on Maddie Jackson. I'm going to have to ask her if she gets like annoyed of being introduced as Alan Jackson's daughter. Yeah. She didn't, she doesn't have that in her bio. She doesn't. No. Good for her. So, no. okay. So I will not be, we'll read a her. different intro for her. Yeah. But I mean, which I put together, so I don't blame it's her. Fine. It's gotta be something interesting. If, if your dad is like the king of country music. And right. like growing up in a lot with of, that. Yeah, a lot of pressure. And then it, it I mean, she's she's got a fantastic message. Uh, yeah. Heartbreaking, uh, but also a uh, enlightening and inspiring story. Yeah. To share. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to have her on. I'll try my best not to be super awkward. That's okay if you are. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much again for your five-star reviews. And I see all of you on Hot Marriage Cool Parents Instagram. And thank you so much for engaging with us there and on our pages. Yes. And yeah, we'll see you next week. We love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.